1: The new show that's the talk of the town. You're tuned in with host Donna Lyons for the latest in entertainment with the most engaging discussions top actors, musicians, and producers from Hollywood to Broadway. It's all entertainment. Delivering the buzz and the scoop in three, two, one. 2, Hello everyone. Good afternoon. Welcome to It's All Entertainment right here on the Lions Radio Network. I am your host Donna Lyons, coming to you live from Washington D.C. And don't forget you guys can find us on iHeartRadio and you can catch us on iTunes if you want to download past episodes. So, you can catch this show again later on. Uh my guest is just truly amazing she's adorable and if you've ever had a favorite television show growing up I am sure you've seen her on there it's Pamela Ferdin and she's appeared on several of her own shows and guest appearances on shows like Star Trek the Brady Bunch Bewitched Gunsmoke Family Affair the list goes on she was on The Odd Couple and is perhaps best known for her voice of Lucy Van Pelt on the Peanuts TV specials and feature film. She was probably one of the busiest child actors in Hollywood, performing in more than 200 television episodes, about 30 feature films, and made-for-TV movies hundreds of television commercials. And she's also performed with some of Hollywood's biggest legends. And I want to welcome her. Pamela, and welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Well, I'm so excited you could come on today. I know it's been like a couple months of me going back and forth and trying to get our schedules to drive so I can have you on because you're just so, um, I mean, anybody that grew up in my era knows who you are, and your voice, obviously, that's so, um, it's easy to know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, I have, I guess I have a unique voice, but um it's
0: it's uh, been boy a heck of a ride because you know I started when I was 3 years old so I I couldn't even read and I had to memorize all my lines and um you know I I just uh, grew up from there but you're you're absolutely correct I was the busiest child actor in Hollywood um I was doing um, I was doing a series for Hanna Barbera. I was doing The Odd Couple, and I was doing Lassie. So I was doing three series at a time, and um, wow. you know, it was it, it was you know it was stressful for especially for a little girl. I you know I I couldn't go to school um, uh, that often, and so the teachers would get upset that I was you know leaving and then coming back and then leaving and coming back because every time I worked of course I would have a teacher on the set so I might be gone doing something for you know a week or two weeks then I'd be back in in public school for a week and then I'd be out again doing something else so um you know, it was it was wonderful in a lot of ways, but it was also uh, very challenging for me.
1: Well, yeah, and you were so young. How did you actually get into show business? I mean, how did it start for you? Well, um, I didn't want to be.
0: I I didn't ask my parents. I wasn't like. Um, actresses who you know kept on bugging their parents to uh, get them into acting I really didn't want to be I was happy just being a three-year-old and um, my mother uh, put me in the business after I was in a play and um a few people came up to my mother and said, oh, she's so cute, and she she memorized her line so well, she should be in acting. And so um, that's how I started, and I started out with commercials. Um, I did my first commercial in um, 1962 at the age of three. It was a Clairol commercial. I remember that. And then, oh, wow. Um, and then I did my first movie when I was four, Um, That was called What a Way to Go with Dean Martin and Shirley MacLaine. And um, then I did um, an uh, an episodic feature for um, uh, Canadian television called The Littlest Hobo. And um, The Littlest Hobo was very similar to Our American Lassie, except um, The Littlest Hobo was a German shepherd. And he went around the area saving people and things like that. So he saved me, <laughs> and um, you know that's how I started.
1: That's just amazing. Now, you know, how did that affect you? Now, you had this this wonderful career, and you just—I mean, it was like just nonstop for you. And then you became a nurse. How was that transitioning for you? All of a sudden, being out of this world that you've known for so long and transitioning to a whole other just a regular world of regular people. I mean, how was that transition for you? Well,
0: um it was it was eye-opening and it was fun as well, but it was also um it was also challenging as well because you're right, I had been in the business my entire life and then I decided that um, I just wanted to do something else. I had never, ever been a normal child, so I never had friends. Um, I, I, I just didn't live that kind of a life, and so I wanted to have friends, and um, I decided the best way to do it was to go to college. But, you know, it's interesting. Another thing happened, Donna, that was interesting. When I started in acting, and most of my acting years, it was still a studio system. So the studios produced everything. So you had like MGM, 20th Century Fox, Screen Gems. You had about five or six major studios. They didn't have all these production companies. So when I got to be about 17, it changed, and they had all these these kind of Weird, weird production companies, and so I would go out on an interview, and not only would it be in some, you know, either an apartment or an office building, it would never be in the studio, at the studio anymore, but also it was the time when they wanted nudity. And so I would go out for something, and they would say, "Well, are you comfortable with um, with uh, having, you know, b- doing a nude scene or showing your breasts?" And I just, you know, I was just such a, I was just such a good girl, I really was, and I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And so that was one of the reasons why I left.
1: Well, I know I wouldn't show my boobs. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't blame you, girl. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Okay, oh, me too. You, yeah. Now you have been able to work with some of the most incredible actors and legends. Honestly, is there any? Who are the ones that stand out to you the most that you just had the most fun working with that we would recognize?
0: Well, um, Tony Randall of The Odd Couple he was just amazing, because actually, uh, Tony Randall and Jack Klugman were exactly like their characters, Jack Klugman would come in the morning of rehearsals, and he'd have a big bag of bagels, and he'd be in, you know, a t-shirt and and, and crumpled jeans, and then Tony Randall would come in, and he would be in a beautiful coat and tie <laughs> and pants with the crease in it, and so and so it was really fun, and he... Tony Randall took a real liking to me, and I did with him. I just thought we bonded; we really did, and um, and I just loved playing his daughter. It was
1: so much fun. Um, That's, so that yeah, was, that, that was, was like that would have been a lot of fun. Those two looked like characters, and probably just took you under their wings, I would think.
0: Yes, exactly. And, um, oh, and of course, I had a a wonderful time doing Lucy Van Pelt on Charlie Brown because um, we would sit, the three of us, me, Peter Robbins, who played Charlie Brown, and Linus, and we had a wonderful director, absolutely great, and we would sit there and he would kind of give us the... um, give us the uh, kind of overview of what the scene was about, and then we were able to just take off and do our own thing. And it was, it was great. It was really wonderful. Um, another one is now, Charlotte. Now, were those guys
1: around the same age as you when you were doing that?
0: Yeah, we were about the same age.
1: Okay. We were about
0: the same age and then Charlotte's Web of course the original not the yeah. redo but the original animated version where I played Fern and I saved Wilbur the pig from being killed um yeah. it was it was a great cast it had Debbie Reynolds, Henry Gibson, uh, Paul Lind. I mean it was great and in those days Donna you all were in the the room recording at once nowadays they might have one or two people and they record them at different times but we had the entire cast was in this huge sound room and um, we recorded it together and it was great so so yeah I um, you know I I do I have have a lot of um, happy memories about those
1: yeah I would think recording as a group would be a lot more fun than having to go in individually I oh yeah, and now be, that's what they did. Bond do. with each other. Yeah. Yeah. But um is, is there ever a part that you wanted so badly that you just didn't get and then you had to like deal with that afterwards?
0: Well, um I wanted desperately to stay as Tony Randall's daughter on The Odd Couple. And right. he wanted me too, and so did Gary Marshall. They all wanted me to stay on, but i i I interviewed and was cast as the daughter of Paul Lynn on another on the same network, so I couldn't be a daughter to two people on the same network but um, oh, yeah. it was it was uh basically um every episode of the Paul Lynn show um as opposed to just maybe a few on the odd couple, but I I begged my parents I wanted to stay. I I would rather have stayed on the odd couple with only three episodes a year than go to the Paul Lynn show and do, you know, twenty six episodes a year. But um but unfortunately, you know, I didn't have much say so um you know I I had to leave the odd couple and it was it was really devastating for me.
1: Oh I can't even imagine. That had to be so difficult. Uh is there one episode of anything that you've ever been in that resonates the most with you in other words a scene in a show or one show in particular out of all the stuff you've done that just really hits home with you that has stood out and you felt like that just resonated with you 100 percent well
0: i guess actually um two shows one show was um Of course, The Odd Couple, because I felt like I truly was Tony Randall's daughter. And, in fact, I took on when I would go into Jack Klugman's room, and I would just shudder. And I I would say exactly what my my father would say if he went in the room. And I just took on a a real – I took on his personality. And so it was just a lot of fun. And then I would say Star Trek because you know I I had watched the show before I ever was cast to um to do The Children Shall Lead and uh I I thought it was a really cool show and so when I was cast um to do it I was really thrilled and it, it, it's funny because um I had my first crush and it was on William Shatner <laughs> and I would Stand by his makeup chair and just stand there and watch when he was getting his makeup put on. So he knew, I'm sure, that I had a crush on him. So he started talking to me. He was very nice. We talked about things. And, and he said, um, well, how about if we got married? And I said, oh, I would love that. And then he said, when do you want to get married? And I said, well, school ends June the 12th, so how about June the 13th? And he even gave me a little cigar band. So uh, he was really, really nice to me. I know that, you know, some people say that he's arrogant or, or other things, but at least with me, he was he was great.
1: Yeah, I love him. I think he's awesome. I wouldn't change him for anything. And that's just who he is. And, if you know, I mean, if you don't like him, don't watch him. But I thought he was fantastic. And I still think today he's great. But, uh, you know, he's been doing those commercials and He's, he's awesome. So I can see. I'm glad to see that there's that really soft, cute side of him, too, though. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it's interesting because, like I said at the beginning about the studio system, um, mm-hmm. they used to, every studio had a huge commissary where everybody would go and eat. Um, Now, the actors eat in their trailers. But when I was growing up, you went to the commissary. And when you went to the commissary, you would just walk past the tables of, you know, uh, Lucille Ball, Jack Benny, you know, Bing Crosby. They would all be in the commissary. And it was like, you know, I think it was an end of an era. It was the end of the studio system. And they still had these beautifully um, built and and beautifully designed. uh, designed uh, commissaries that were huge and had boobs and and you just would go in and
1: see all these stars. Oh that had to be amazing. Were you ever starstruck or did you just get so used to it it was like oh there's so and so there's Lucy there's so and Jack Benny. I mean did you just get used to it after a while it didn't faze you?
0: Well Sure, it it definitely phased me. I think you know people like Bing Crosby and Jack Benny and Red Skelton. I mean, I I you know I wow. was, but but Lucille Ball, I was I was definitely the most star uh, star uh, struck with her. Um, she actually came over to me, and said, um, "I saw you last night on Marcus Welby, and I thought you didn't." You did a, a, a marvelous, marvelous job with that role, and I just wanted you to know it. <laughs> and I just sat, wow. sat there shocked that she—I <laughs> just—I was shocked. I didn't have the words
1: to 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 say anything back to her. Wow, I—I I don't know what I would do. I would die because she's just like my idol. I—I I know, that. mine too. God, she's just amazing. What a great actress and comedian and. Just everything about her was just amazing. So uh, that had to be so uh, wonderful to have that happen to you, and something you'll never forget. Um, Yes. I also want to bring up too, because we're going to run out of time here, that you're a huge animal rights activist, and I love that about you. Um, How can people help you? You know, with with what you're doing. Is there some place they can go to help you? um, Yes. Well, animal rights.
0: uh, yes on my facebook page uh, and it's com slash ferdin they can go on my facebook page and every saturday i write an animal essay and i basically tell people what they can do to help so um if people just did that that would be wonderful and 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 if people, uh, let's say you have listeners who are looking for a companion animal, a cat or a dog or a puppy or a kitten, I just beg them to go to a city shelter where they kill these wonderful animals after three days if they're not adopted. So I always tell people to please go and adopt rather than go to a pet store or a breeder. Um so yeah I um I'm vegan and um I talk about in my essays every Saturday on my Facebook page I talk about things like why I'm vegan and and um how 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 horrible the uh slaughterhouses are and things like that so I think I think my readers really learn a lot, and they even they even tell me that they had never thought of certain things that I bring up. So um, it's a great it's a great venue to learn things and uh, help me.
1: Excellent. Well, I will post that when I I do the link for the show later on as well on iHeartRadio and make sure that people see the link to your Facebook page as well. And one of the things that really bothers me is we've got all these um, animals in shelters that are going to get killed and we have so many veterans that need these companion dogs and these veterans come home from war and they really really could use them and I wish there were bigger uh, organizations out there that could just take all these dogs out there and get them trained to get them to our veterans because they need them too and so many people could use companion pets so yeah, let's let's get into those shelters, people, and get those animals out. Oh, now, yeah, uh, you know, that would be a great idea. I, I
0: definitely mm-hmm. agree. The vet, vet, veterans need them, and you're absolutely right. So, um, yeah, well, I'm going to do research on that and see.
1: I would love it, and let me know, because I'll have you back on, and we'll talk about that. I would love to do a whole show on veterans and dogs and how we can help them. I think that okay. would be wonderful. And then – now, are you writing a book, and what's going on with that?
0: Yes, yes, I am, and thank you for asking. I'm writing a book, my memoir, and it talks about, um, it talks about how I got in the business, every single show that I did, and the, um, you know, how I liked it, who I interacted with, the, the, the big name stars that I worked with, and then it goes to my leaving and um, becoming a nurse. And then my, my most wonderful calling of my life is being an animal rights uh, activist. So, so, yeah, it goes through everything. And it's, and it's really exciting, I have to say. I don't like to toot my own horn, but it's a really good book. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. So when, do you, when can we expect it out? Well, you know, we're sending it out to, um, to publishers right now. So
1: as soon as we get a date, I will tell you. Okay, and I would love to have you back on, and we'll talk about it. I, now, do you, do you know Loretta Swit? No, I do not. I am having her on on Monday, and she's a huge animal rights activist as well. Oh, um, She, actually, she did, She's an artist, and she did a book called Sweetheart and it's all these watercolors of animals, and all the proceeds go to saving animals. I mean, she's, it's a lovely, lovely person. I'm going to have to get you guys connected somehow. Oh wow, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So
0: well, you know, Monday.
1: the last e- the last essay I did
0: um was on dairy because it's surprising but even women don't know that dairy cows don't give milk unless they're pregnant. And so they keep these poor dairy cows pregnant their whole lives and
1: you know, awful. the calves
0: are taken away from them um the the male calves are taken away with their umbilical cords still hanging and they're made into veal and the female dairy calves just go back into uh the factory farm uh dairy dairy uh uh routine and, and basically get artificially inseminated their entire lives so you know i uh, i just had that essay but um but again if people go to my facebook page um they can read more
1: Okay, Pamela, and I'm going to make sure that they get sent that way, and then I will be talking to you really soon. I'm going to go ahead and post this link, and I will send it over to you and to Richard as well. And I want to thank you so much for coming on today. Uh, This has been so fun, and I want to have you back on again. I think it would be a blast, and let's talk about what we can do for our veterans and get these animals out of shelters. I think it's really important we do that.
0: Well, thank you, Donna. You have a really beautiful heart, and I really, really appreciate it.
1: Well, Pamela, you have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk really soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Everyone, if you can, check out Pamela Ferdin on Facebook, and you can um, see all her things about saving animals and helping them and what you can do to help. It's really important. And don't forget, on Monday I have Loretta Swift coming on, and she's going to talk about her um, animal activism as well. So you guys have a great rest of your day. It's snow here in Washington, D.C. this weekend, so we're gearing up for that. I hope you're having beautiful weather wherever you are, and we will talk really soon. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in.